think that's important because we go through life and we can quickly complain about what we've been through. Right. But we never um, count our blessings for those great things that happen. Um, and even count our blessings for those things that um, happen in a negative way because you can always turn something around yes. to be positive. It's positive you know? Right, exactly. And it's about how you think and how you internalize things and what you do with even trauma that you experience in your life. Welcome back to the Too Stubborn to Fail podcast. I'm your host, Darren Perkins, and this guest here is close to home today. Um, family, this actually, I believe you were the first one that I hit up when I was thinking about a podcast way back when, and um, been excited about this particular episode for a very long time. Uh, you might have been the first person that I told that I was thinking about a podcast. Wow. Um, but now we're here, um, and we're going to have some good content today. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. Yes. So, uh, without further ado, we have the owner of Crazy for Gaming, the owner of Micah's Ice Cream Truck. Um, we're just going to call you a serial entrepreneur <laughs> because you got so much. You got so much going on mm-hmm. that we could literally make it about five minutes long. Um, but my aunt, Crystal King, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. And I am so um, excited to be here with you today yes. because, like you said, I remember us having this initial conversation and you told me how you wanted to launch this and you wanted me involved. And um, people shouldn't take those type of things, those type of experiences when people come to you and they ask you to be a part of their journey, their business. People mm-hmm. shouldn't take those things lightly. So I count it a um, all joy and a pleasure to be on your show with you today. Absolutely, <laughs> and we've had conversations in the past that probably should have been recorded anyway. Yes, yes. Um, yes <laughs> so yes. it just makes Facts. sense to get it, yes. get it, get it on tape. Mm-hmm. Right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but uh, just to get, let's just hop right in. Mm-hmm. Um, being from the DMV area, mm-hmm. uh, can you kind of? Explain how it was um, growing up in the in the DMV. Before yeah, that. so for me, um, growing up in the the DC area, which I don't get back up there very often because yeah. I, I live in um, Fredericksburg, Virginia now. Um, but being there um, was a little different um, mm-hmm. because you know I I basically um, lived in two different households. Right. Right. And some people would um, complain about that, but I I believe that. Um, living in two households actually created a lot of balance for me. And it, it has really, really made me who I am today. Um, so when we talk about resilience and when we're talking about never giving up and when we talk about um, just giving, all, giving your all and just basically doing what you got to do to make stuff happen, um, my childhood definitely had a... Um, a huge impact on that, a huge, it had an impact because, um, you know, the way I looked at things mm-hmm. was a little different from um, how most people um, looked at things and internalized things. Right. Um, and I find that I took um, the negative things that I experienced in life and tried to turn them around um, to be something positive 
and have a positive situation, hmm. right? And I think that's important because we go through life and we can quickly complain about what we've been through, right? But we never um, count our blessings for those great things that happen, um, and even count our blessings for those things that. Um, happen in a negative way because you can always turn something around yes. to be positive. It's part of the process. You know? Right, exactly. And it's about how you think and how you internalize things and what you do with even trauma that you experience mm -hmm. in your life. Because if you walk around always complaining, oh, this happened to me, okay, but what's next? Right. What you gonna do next? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? How are you gonna make your situation um, work for you right. um, and so I've always been one to 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 make my situation work for me and in in whatever case that might have been whether it was just life in general um, or business because I can talk about business all day yeah, we, all day we're definitely gonna get into that yeah, too talk about and it's funny that you said um, you know dealing with traumas um, there there always is you know that notion that this can be holding you back. But mm -hmm. when you think about it, it's a lot of people that go through a lot of things. Yes, yes. And the difference between the people who make it and the people who don't is, you know, they just choose to, they choose, they to, choose to let it go. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you have to choose to be a warrior in every situation that you go Correct. through, right? Because if you don't choose to, what I mean by choose to be a warrior, I mean, like, in your mind, really, like, like make up your mind that 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 you are not going to settle for anything um, less than than what you can have, mm -hmm. right? Now that requires you to dream and think bigger. That 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 requires sometimes for you to be outside of yourself and and your self mind, mm -hmm. like literally removing yourself from your body, having an out of body experience, mm -hmm. and really thinking about where you want to be, what you want your life to be, and consciously make decisions to make stuff like that happen. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because if you're always just sitting around complaining, nothing's going to happen. Nothing. And I, you can't look at your success, you can't look at my success and um, take it as, you know, when they doing this, I'm just going to sit here and not do anything. Well, you just going to sit there and not do anything. Yeah. But then you can't complain about what D is doing. Mm -hmm. You can't complain about how D is progressing when you are not doing anything to put in the work for you to progress. Amen. So... When we talk about people in in positions where they feel like things may not be going the way that that they necessarily plan for them to go, mm -hmm. um, that's okay. Yeah, uh, because okay. even even when you do see people doing things that you would like to do, that doesn't mean that they have it all figured out. No, they just that chose they to chose work on. Different, right? That is exactly what that means. That exactly. And I'm a big fan of paying it forward to people, but. Um, I am very aware of my time, mm -hmm. and um, my time is valuable to me, right? Um, and I do know that people are in different seasons in their lives mm -hmm. to where um, maybe they on that sit they in that sit down season mm -hmm. where um, they just waiting for things to happen for them. Right. Um, I wish them the best, but um, I don't know how to say this any other way. They are not worth my time, mm -hmm. right? Because, now let me tell you what, it's worth my time. Somebody comes to me and saying, hey, I have this idea, can you help me with it? That's worth my time, right? right? Um, but if you come to me half-assed and um, you don't really know what you're doing and I got to motivate you to do what you, I mean, I'm talking about some of that, some of that motivation and inspiration you should be drawing from yourself. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't all come from me. It has to come from them. 
Right, it has to come from them. So I'm good with motivating, but I need you to have your stuff together when you come to me and say, "Hey, I need help with this. I got it. You got my time. Don't come, don't come, don't come half button. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that." Yes, um, it's funny you would say that because um, I did want to touch on leadership a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, as a leader, there are things that um, I guess that you you end up in situations where you're not necessarily popular yes. um, what are some of would you say what's the toughest thing about being a leader first of all um you? i believe for me the toughest thing about being a leader because i consider myself a servant leader um so i'm the type of person where i'll get in and do all the work i'll get dirty and do all the work myself mm-hmm. right um, but being an efficient leader and i had to learn this over the years and actually um, my pastor pastor Choi. Um, he has taught me a lot about leadership, mm-hmm. right? Um, and in actuality, being a good leader is not getting in and doing all the work yourself, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's more about, okay, you got in there, you did the work, you have the experience, now bring another leader up, mm-hmm. right? And train that leader um, to do great things. Um, so that was quite different for me, um, especially working in my business. Um, because when I first started, uh, my husband and I first started Crazy for Game in 2016, to be honest with you, I was it. Mm-hmm. I was the driver. I was the bookkeeper. I was the person who put gas in it. I was the, the person. Business. I was the business, mm-hmm. right? Um, but to be honest with you, I didn't have that mindset, that mentality at that point about growing the business. Mm-hmm. Not yet. Right. That didn't come then. Um, my initial thoughts was just, okay, let me just start a business. Mm-hmm. Um, later on is when I got a lot more of exposure to different people and different situations, um, and that changed the way I thought about my business, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I would think, I would say one of the hardest things for me, um, but then I quickly learned how valuable um, it was for me to ch- train up other leaders um, to do that task or to do you know that role. Um, because it ultimately helped me right. because I can't be in all these different places at one time, right? And if I'm trying to grow a business, if I'm trying to grow a ministry, um, I can I can lay that foundation, uh, but it requires you to, to grow other leaders as well. I think that the interesting part about leadership is it, it's, it's many levels to it. I would say um, first, in order to be a leader, like you said, you the goal is to create leaders. Yes. Real leaders create leaders. Yes, yes. Um, and also within that, you as a leader need to be willing to be led by yes. somebody who yes. leads Because, yes. you know, yes. you can, it's never a time where you stop learning. No. So no. you definitely need that person in your corner yeah. um, that qualified, mm-hmm. albeit, um, mm-hmm can lead you as well. Yes, yes, yes. And I, I think that, um, like I said, I consider myself a servant leader as, um, and I, I get in and I do the, the dirty work too with my team. Um, the other the other aspect to that is you gotta be teachable. Right. You know, you as a leader, you have to be teachable. And um, because if you're not teachable, then I feel like you just stop, you stop growing. Yes. You know, I never want to get to a point, even in my business, where um, you'll never hear me say I know it all. Mm-hmm. You'll hear me say I know some stuff. I know right. a lot, but I don't know it all. Right. Right. And you'll also hear me say that you should not be the smartest person in your circle. 
you shouldn't be because then you stop yourself from growing. Mm -hmm. Right. And so if I'm the smartest person, I'm just bouncing off ideas on the people, but everybody in the circle are not, they're not able to, to talk to me about those things and be my thought partner around those issues because I'm the smartest one. Your environment is everything. Yes. It, it matters. Not just, not only in business, but just in life itself. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, some things I know we need to see certain things in order to know that they're real. Yes. Um, and having a circle of people that aren't necessarily on your level. You want to mm -hmm. say not necessarily higher, but they might be in a position that you aspire to. Yes. Be, and yes, it's important to yes. have those people around. Yes. You. Yes. 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 So, um, and I like to think that um, this goes back to um, my childhood and how I was growing up subconsciously. It just kind of just happened because I never really said, okay, I want all my friends to be older than me. Mm -hmm. um, but um, my friends have usually, they're all older than me. Mm -hmm. um, and so I don't, I think that's, that's great to have. But my sisters, they're older, mm -hmm. right? So um, I think that, that I kind of like subconsciously always kept that in the back of my mind of, um, and I always really kind of tended to be like light years ahead of the average person that was my age. Um, so um, I have a lot of different friends who are doctors, who are executives, who um, and we all can contribute to the conversation if we were all at the table. Right. You know, there is no jealousy. There is no, um, there is none of that because we all have our own things going on. You know what I'm saying? Right. And with us all having our own things going on, we don't have time to for some of the silly stuff that kind of goes on in, you know, kind of regular conversations where people just just not doing anything. Because those are useless conversations for yes. me now. Yes. <laughs> Very useless. Um, but just to touch on, uh, we'll go back a little bit. Um, mm -hmm. At what point do you, did you know that you wanted to be an entrepreneur and start start that journey? Um, I don't know if I have the answer to that. Um, I don't know if I really can identify, um, I guess in my twenties, um, when my husband and I were dating, we kind of talked about business mm. and we kind of branched out doing some other businesses when we first got married. Like I had an in-home daycare, um, and we also had a cleaning company when we moved to North Carolina. Um, both were great for that season and time right. in our lives, but I don't know if I really ever um, sat down consciously said that I want to be a business owner. Um, I think what happened is I just w always wanted something better. Right. Always wanted something better. And um, it really got to got me thinking when I was working at nine to five at the hospital. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm saving these people all of this money when I can be making all of this money in my own business. Right. Um, and, uh, also, uh, I don't even really think that I've shared this outside of here. So this is kind of, you kind of get exclusive information here. Um, when I was in my early twenties, um, I had a situation that happened and, um, there was a charge placed on my record. Right. And although the positions that I applied for, um, I never got turned down for any positions, but it was always that fear. Mm -hmm. That fear of saying, no, you can't because of this. Right. And so in my mind, um, that triggered something for me. That triggered something inside of me that I did not ever want to feel anymore. Mm -hmm. And so that um, that 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 kind of got me going into the fact of, okay, let me really buckle down and create my own so that I can have the power to 
get jobs to create wealth, right? And I could be now a little bit more flexible as a CEO with even accepting someone um, that might have had something on their record, right. right? Because now I'm able to pay it forward as a business owner, right? And do something as a small business owner that these other businesses might not be doing right. because they didn't, they they were not in my situation, mm-hmm. right? Another business not going to be like, oh, okay, you got something on your on your record, can't do it. Right. I'm going to consider that person, mm-hmm. right? Let me look at that person's character. Let me look at that person what they have to offer and not really focus on that unfortunate situation. Because God gives us grace each and every day. We should be extending that grace to others as well. That's true. Um, and like you said, you, that could have been something that happened years ago. Yes. You know? um, right. Right. Everybody deserves a second chance. Yes. Yes. Totally agree. Totally yes. agree. So where did you get the idea to start a gaming company? A so, gaming truck company? Great question, great question. I was actually um, in Alexandria with my best friend and we were dropping her son off um, at a game truck party. Mm -hmm. And when I got there, I was like, I had never seen anything like that before. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was decked out, had TVs on the outside, TVs on the inside. I think this particular one that I saw actually had seats on the outside. And so I'm trying to wrap my my, 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 my brain around the business concept and how it works because people pay for kids and their birthday parties, yes. right? Uh, the video game industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. So it got me thinking. And I i wasn't a gamer. I'm still not a gamer. Uh, but I know how to make money. And I have to identify things that um, will make money. Right. And one of those things is kids mm-hmm. because I have my own kids and I know what I spend on them with their birthdays, right? right? Um, so I saw the idea and kind of like toss it around and just just lightweight, really like thinking about it in the beginning. But then I was, we weren't ready. We weren't ready. We needed to get our credit uh, straight. And we were in the middle of, um, we were wanting to buy a home. Um, and we just weren't, we just wasn't ready. Right. So I promised myself that I would come back to the idea. And we came back to the idea the next year. Now, in that year, um, I had had a baby, um, I transitioned to working from home full time, but I was still unhappy, right? right? And when you experience the level of unhappiness that I experience, uh, it makes it makes you do something. It makes you change, right? Because what started to happen is I started to really focus on me and what I wanted and what I needed to push out to the world, right? So I started really like... Um, Honing in on my gifts and what I could offer, and um, I, I went with it. I went with it. Um, we we purchased it. You know, we did what we had to do to um, get some funds together, pull for my four hundred one k's. I ain't even gonna lie. We had some you know credit cards, um, but we did what we had to do to create the business because it was quite uh, it was quite expensive. But it came out of a need um, that I just needed to do something different for me. Right. You see what I'm saying? And once you are there, if you, and you can sit there for a while, but you have to bring yourself out to what's next. What do I do next? How do, how do I bring this idea that I have um, forefront, move it out and make it happen, right? And, and so I sat with that probably for about a month or two and then we made it happen. We made it happen. So during this whole process, um, I know I definitely understand where you're coming from, where you got to a point where you had to do something yes. because 
working that particular nine to five was very uncomfortable right. for you. And right. sometimes that's what it takes. Yeah, uh, uncomfortable. Unfortunately, yeah, uncomfortable that's what spaces. it takes. Yeah. yeah. Because we could, because we could technically start a business at any point, right? But right. until you are at the point where you know that this is not working, yes, nothing will ever happen, right? This is this is true. This is true, and uh, you gotta have you gotta have some drive and some motivation and um, some some self talks with yourself, mm-hmm. right? Because now once you have come up with this idea that you want to do. Um, because when I saw the idea, it was actually a franchise, and I was like, no, I don't want to be a franchise. Like, I want to be my own name. I don't want to have to pay nobody royalties. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to do any of that. And I'm saying all of this and being bold about it, uh, I didn't know how much any of that cost right. or whether it was cheaper um, to be a, a franchise. franchise. Mm-hmm. At that point, I didn't know. I was just saying out of my mouth and already had the vision for the business, right? Mm-hmm. Because as a CEO, you have to be a great visionary got to be a great visionary and you got to be able to start at the bottom and build, right? Build, build. Now, in the beginning, it was just me and my husband building. And now, over time, our circle has expanded. We can kind of bring in some people, not everybody, because right. everybody can't. And it's not even for everybody to see your vision, right? right? But if they support in your vision, they really want to know what your vision is, mm-hmm. right? But I believe that you can have thought partners around you to help you, uh, to help you expand on your vision. Right, because you might be thinking about something, but I come up and be like, you're like, oh, that's a good idea. Right. You know what I'm saying? That helps. Yeah, that helps your vision, your vision expand into something great. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's that's basically how we got started. Um, mobile, mobile then just made sense because we came to you, and at that time, my husband and I, we were all we were always on the road commuting because right. we were both working at the hospital, so that was getting old quickly. Yeah. Um, so we just wanted this new creative, innovative idea to bring to our area, and um, at that time there wasn't there wasn't a, a mobile entertainment company or just a game truck because when we started, it was just a game truck company. Mm-hmm. That's that's how it started, just a game truck. And now to see us now as a, a company that we've expanded into different services, but like I said, being that visionary uh, for me, it didn't just happen all, over time. You know, maybe people can say, oh, for them, they had this vision and they had all these these five things. No, for me, that one vision was just a game truck. Give me two or three things, two things to work on. Let me make those things great. But I don't have to be in five or seven different places. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then I feel like I'm being spread too thin. Mm-hmm. Um, but I say that all to say that... Um, you know anything that that you dream of for a business, it can it can it can flourish. Yes. You can make money off of anything. Yes, you can make like you said, you first just have to be in that that place where you're willing to do what it takes for mm-hmm. whatever it is to succeed. Yeah. Um, yep. But to to talk more about the game truck, I'm glad that it is flourishing now. Yes. Um, yes. But there was a point when this big bad monster called COVID hit. Yes. Yes. Could you kind of explain some of the some of the difficulties that happened when when that happened for you? Yeah. So yeah. So I I like to refer to COVID as 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 my my other husband <laughs> uh, because I was ready to quickly break uh divorce COVID right <laughs> when it happened. Um, but it ultimately made me a better leader, right. made me a better CEO because I really had to make some. Some difficult uh, calls, some different, some difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. And actually, when COVID hit, I had just hired three people. 
Yeah. I had just basically switched my my hats from being a employee to a CEO. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother topic on a whole nother day, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I had just made that switch. Um, I had um, I was really moving into um, like I had to create a lot of documents, um, hiring documents. I had my first job fair. Um, I mean, because if I was going to do it, I was just going to go ahead and do it, right? right? So I had a job fair. I wound up hiring three people, and um, we were getting bookings um, that prior year. Uh, We were getting bookings the end of, when did COVID happen? 2019? 2020 is when it hit. That's when everything shut down, 2020. Right. So that the end of that previous year, um, so that March, I had a job fair. Mm -hmm. Hired, hired three people. We was booking services. My schools called for whole, the whole April. Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. For April, for that month, I was projected to make about $15,000 for just April. Damn. And so I hired because I was like, you know, we got to be ready right. because I saw what the calendar and books was looking like. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we got to be ready. I can't be at all these different places at one time right so i need employees that for me was scary because um now i gotta pay somebody else Mm -hmm. like i was paying me and it got comfortable with that but now i gotta pay other employees Mm -hmm. okay all right but but i just kept saying to myself god is gonna bring the money in so not to worry and so the money was there covid happened and at the time we had purchased the first ice cream truck we had got the idea from our son micah um, and the ice cream truck was kind of just sitting, kind of marinating, because we was just like, it's, it was going to be a part-time thing. Like, it was just going to be a side gig. Right. That's really what we thought about Mike's ice cream truck. It was going to be a side gig, right? So COVID caused me to pivot in a great way. It caused me to think differently about both of my businesses. It caused me to make some hard decisions. Um, it caused a lot of tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, it caused a lot of like confusion that I had to really like work out in my head because then I had to change a lot of learned behavior, mm-hmm. right? Um, so what happened was when COVID happened, I had to lay my books off. Mm-hmm. I had to lay them off, right? So I laid them off, and then I was back in the employee chair, yeah. right? Um, still kind of wearing both hats because I'm still the CEO, but I had to, at that point I needed to do what I needed to do for. The businesses or both businesses. So Crazy for Gaming was completely shut down during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was completely shut down. So now I am thrown into now, which I didn't like because I felt like control was taken away from me. I'm kind of a little control freak, mm-hmm. right? Um, because now with this side gig business that I thought was going to be a side gig, now it has become a full-time business. Yeah. Now I gotta quickly find out how to move and shake in this industry because I'm talking talking about game truck and then food a food truck mm-hmm. two totally different industries yes. right and I I remember just like feeling overwhelmed and just like what in the world because I wasn't ready to invest that time in that mm-hmm. but it was so great because when COVID happened you know a lot of things bad happened with COVID but when COVID happened like I said I had to shift. Um, but all the other businesses were shut down, right? So I was like, okay, so what folks doing for their birthdays, for right. the kids' birthdays? So that's when Michael's ice cream truck came back in at an earlier setting. So I went through all the paperwork, 
Hit Mike's ice cream truck, crazy for game, and shut down. Okay, boom. I'm in a truck with my boys. I'm in a truck. We driving around. We selling ice cream. We having a great time. Mm -hmm. But something that's happening that happened then that probably wouldn't have happened. Um, Go ahead. Um, something that happened then that probably wouldn't have happened if I had hired employees. Those relationships and partnerships that I built out there on that first year with my boys, mm -hmm. building that business out, and those partnerships and relationships that were built were priceless. I needed to be in a truck that year. I needed to be in a truck to to connect with people, and all of those people would come back the next year, right? Yeah. So when COVID happened, when I presented the ice cream truck idea to people, uh, what I did was I created a solution for a problem that people didn't even know that they had until they saw it. And that's what, what I, entrepreneurs do. Right, that's what we do. <laughs> and what I mean by that is everything shut down, shut down. Uh, Chuck and Cheese, the jump place is shut down, everybody in the house, mm -hmm. right? Uh, so you need, to, you need to celebrate your kid, mm -hmm. all right? So you see this ice cream truck ad because now I done pushed a, a, a targeted uh, Facebook ad out to mm -hmm. everybody in my area, the Fredericksburg and Stafford mm -hmm. area, right? Now I need some dough. I need some money to bring in because I still got crazy mm -hmm. for gaming bills, right. right? And now I got my ice cream truck bills, mm -hmm. right? So I, I did a targeted ad that year. And the targeted ad I pushed out to people in my area, just in the Fredericksburg and Stafford area. And I created a birthday party package that included a goodie bag, coloring sheets, 30 minutes, and four ice creams for the birthday child. Mm. 30 minutes, probably the average birthday party was maybe 15 and 20. Mm. Well, $100. And I was booked solid starting from that April, clear on through COVID. That COVID money. Right. <laughs> and so what started to happen was my partnerships that I had built on a crazy for gaming side, mm -hmm. they started to realize that I own both companies. Right. Um, or I would start doing um, business with um, companies on a larger scale like I was doing with crazy for gaming. Right. So I was getting companies and contracts with Mike's ice cream truck earlier than I did with Crazy for Gaming. And I started feeling some type of way. Yeah. I'm like, this dude, yeah. he come up and start his business. <laughs> and he got out the gate. Right, out the gate. He, he, he in Target. He in Home Depot. He yeah. in Lowe's. And so then we started to uh, really start. So we started out doing birthday parties on a smaller scale. And then we started to have partners like all that I named, mm. which are big companies, yes. right? It's a big deal. Big companies. Um, so favor was favor, mm. and people say, "Well, how are you making money off ice cream truck?" Favor, mm. favor, 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 and partnerships and relationships. When people talk about your business, you give great customer service, and people talk about your business when you're not in the room, mm -hmm. and they say, "Call crazy for gaming," call Marcus Ice Cream Truck. Those relationships are important. But that's, that brings me to an interesting point. None of this would have happened if you didn't put in the work. No. Because you could have easily just shut everything down just like everybody else did. Mm -hmm. But putting in the work is what kept you and the business alive. Because yes. it's easy to, to put a prayer out there um, mm -hmm. or, you know, hopes, dreams. But yep. if you don't put work behind it, there's nothing for God to bless. God only That's blesses right. the work. That's right. That's right. You have to work. You have to put in the work and you have to be you have to be willing to fail. You got to be willing to fall to get back up. Mm -hmm. Right. Because um, if I never fall, that I, I never 
experience what it feels that that process to get back up because right. some stuff happens in that process of you getting back up mm-hmm. there is no it's not all sunshine right no it never will no no i don't care what no. it is no no you gotta but you that that's a great thing as you said you have to put in the work and oftentimes it's people that's not putting in the work mm-hmm. that's just kind of looking at you with their own eyes and what i tell people is you just now walked in on this chapter of my life. Yes. Like I've been, we've been doing this, moving and shaking like this for a while. Mm-hmm. We've been working and putting in the work for years to get to this point. And I'm still not ready. I'm 38 and I'm still not where I want to be. Right. You know what I'm saying? I still got goals. I still got a, another business that I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to launch in the next year. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm, I'm going to keep getting better and better and better for me. But that's not to say that you can't. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but you, you got to put in, you got to, you got to put in the work. Yes. So when it comes to the gaming trust specifically, um, do you have any tips for anybody who may want to go that route? Yeah. So um, it does take a lot of, um, I would say upfront money, um, but maybe, you know, if you already have a business, a well-established business, um, then uh, maybe you can take out a business loan mm-hmm. because uh, people don't tell you that um, when you first start in business, there are no loans. No. <laughs> there are no grants. Mm-hmm. That's that's what people say, but it just doesn't happen. You have to be an established business before that comes. Or oh, have good credit. Yes, I have good credit. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so I would say if that's something that you want to do, um, you know, there's a couple different companies that outfit these um, gaming trucks. There's probably more now than than when I started. You know, contact you a reputable company, look at reviews, um, kind of uh, start thinking about um, what you want your design to look like. Um, they should have some a reputable company will have templates of, of game trucks that they, they have done. Right. Um, because it's not just a game truck. Like you can you don't have to do a game truck. Um like I'm tossing around an idea about doing a spa bus or something catered to little girls. Mm. Um, so imagine I'm pulling up to this truck now. I got something that's catered for the boys, but a gaming truck. But girls do the gaming truck right, too. Right. Um, but then um, having something solely for little girls. They get in, they come in, they got maybe a little uh, dance floor, a little place where they can put on a lipstick, uh, play with some iPads. You know, something mobile to bring for little girls. Um, and you can get it customized any way that you want. Mm. Um, and you don't have to have a particular vehicle either. Right. Um, if you get your mind really going, you can turn anything into some a mobile entertainment uh-huh. space. Uh, you can turn a school bus right. into into that, you know, big enough school bus, tear out the chairs, you know, just got to have vision for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you have vision for it and you have a reputable company, um, I would definitely recommend that is how you, you know, get started. There's some other things that you got to do to register your business and stuff like that. Um, but getting started just is just thinking about the idea and finding a reputable company to help you. Because okay. you don't want to be, um, I mean, you can, um, but when it comes to my brand, it's important, right? So uh, my gaming truck is one of the best game trucks in, in Virginia. And I'm confident in saying that because I know what I invested in it, right? right? Um, so your brand um, speaks for you. So I can't go out here and get no Rinky Dink game truck now. Mm-hmm. Just it's just not gonna work. Like I probably won't even get any bookings because my customer service and the level of customer service that I provide is up here. Right. 
right? So I can't go for my second truck and be down here. Mm-hmm. It's just, it doesn't level it out. Match. No, it's not match. Match. So during the whole process of not only the gaming truck and the ice cream truck, um, how involved are the kids on the day to day with the with the business? Great question, great question. So uh, Crazy for Gaming has obviously been a, around uh, a little longer, so they're kind of over that truck. Yeah, <laughs> um, they're kind of over that. But they will. Jeremiah works in the game truck as a junior game coach. Uh, he knows everything about the about the game truck. Um, so he was my my original game coach um, at first when we first started, which is me and him. Mm-hmm. I would drive and he would do the games. I would do the games, set the games for the kids. But it was it was me and him in the beginning. So he knows he knows a lot. And if he's not doing sports, he will work on um, the game truck. Um, as far as the ice cream truck, Jeremiah is involved in more of the operational uh, standpoint and stuff. Like he does the orders and mm-hmm. stuff. Um, and Micah, uh, he kind of does, you know, a little bit of everything. Mm-hmm. He likes to eat the ice cream. Of course. <laughs> that's that's kind of <laughs> the best part. Um, but um, they are both involved in, um, like, um, if we need to make a decision as to what ice cream we're bringing back, because we'll have that conversation in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for a busy season. Mm-hmm. I'll sit, we'll sit down and we'll discuss what's coming back for this year. Mm-hmm. I give them the autonomy to be able to make those decisions. And um, that changes their mind, their mind frames, their minds right now as an eight and 13 year old was so much further than I was at eight and 13. I mean, they look at what they have, all they know. Right, right. And sometimes I have to remind myself that because the other day, Micah told me that he wanted to be an actor and he wants to act in LA. So mm-hmm. bro, you just skip right over local <laughs> stuff. Going right to LA yeah. and you want to be in movies, uh-huh. but but when he asked for an ice cream truck, it happened. It happened, mm-hmm. right? So he's not afraid to say, "I want my own ice cream shop." His belief system is different. Yes, his belief system is even different from my belief system, mm-hmm. and sometimes I'm inspired by him because he can think in his mind. He knows that anything he manifests right now is going and do you know how powerful that is yes that is powerful Mm -hmm. to know that anything anything that you can really think and imagine that it will happen yes that that is that is powerful that is powerful and i even sometimes have to check myself with that and i'm getting better and Mm -hmm. i just think about mike and i'm like okay well let me just let me just remind myself that since i'm manifesting it it's gonna happen and i think a big part of that is just the fact that you have to unlearn some stuff yes, in, order, in order to figure that mm-hmm. out. Yep. He's learning it. Yep. Like that's, that's just his curriculum. Yeah. That's part of part of his everyday life. So yes. why not? Why can't he be in that? Yeah. And you know, yeah. or so, whatever it yeah. is. Yeah, right. Why why can't I? Right. Why don't I deserve this? Mm-hmm. So it's nothing for Micah to 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 ask to and he has asked uh to ride a first class. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's it's nothing because and then he gets so much exposure. Him and Jeremiah get so much exposure. Uh, you know, technology these days yes. and YouTube and stuff. You can YouTube stuff. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can YouTube. Like Jeremiah's into you know, he was into bitcoins very heavily last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, both boys, they work, they do work in a business, but I have to make sure that they have time to be kids. Right. Too. That's important mm-hmm. because we hit it hard that first year. Um, with the ice cream truck, and he was always working, he was always out, he was always building relationships. They needed to see my face as the CEO. They needed to see the boys. They needed to 
um, create the story and stick with the story, mm-hmm. right? Like the main thing, let the main thing be the main thing, right? right? And the main thing was you had these two little black boys um, that was running their business in the middle of a pandemic. And surviving. And surviving. <laughs> right. Thriving. Right. Thriving. Thriving. <laughs> and so um, I, I made sure that we did things like um, when we hired, our, when we finally was able to, was blessed to be able to hire our first employee, they were involved in the process. Why should they be? Mm-hmm. Mike's the CEO. Why shouldn't they be involved? So they were there. They handed out the application. They asked, they answered, and they asked the questions. They were writing down the answers, all of that. They were very, so what I'm saying is they, their minds is, you know, they believe anything can happen. They, they do believe that. And that is a blessing. That's powerful. It's powerful. Because you can go your whole life without having that kind of yes. thought process. And, yes. you know, the, the quicker you learn that, which very early on they learn that, um, mm-hmm. That's that's just gonna pay dividends when they are in the position to yes. be their own person. Yes, yes. The yes. creativity will just flow. Yes, yes. It'll flow, and I believe that as parents, it's our job to um, uh, uh, give our our children that environment that they can move and shake and have the autonomy to be creative. And we are supposed to support their ideas because. Kids know a lot. They see a lot. And if we're not cultivating their ideas and cultivating what um, uh, what they're saying and, and what they need to be a healthy them, then we're doing our kids a disjustice. Mm-hmm. You know, we are here to to support them and to make shit happen for them. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And we need to be listening to them. So if your, your kid says that they want to write a book, make it happen so that your kid can write a book. It might take te- years for that com- to come to pass that you actually see the book, mm-hmm. but, but 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 start moving and shaking in a way that you can make it happen. Because if you do nothing, then it won't ever happen. It won't and ever happen. And then you just crush the dream. Yes, yes, yes. And then they learn at an early age about stuff that that can't happen. Right. And so then they go and move through life doubting themselves, mm-hmm. uh, really struggling with fear. You know what I'm saying? And I know because those are some of the things that I struggled with. Mm-hmm. But I had to quickly overcome them because I wanted a different outcome. Yes. So during this whole process of cultivating these businesses, um, do you feel as though there's a such thing? I, I had this conversation with a few of my guests. Um, is there a such thing as balance when you're when you're trying to hit those goals um, when you're in the middle of those seasons? Like, mm-hmm. it is there such thing as being able to have, like, a balance? Because in certain ways, something has to suffer. Yes. And that doesn't mean that you're neglecting it, mm-hmm. but all of your focus needs to be on a specific task. You can't, like you said, you can't be in all places at once. Do you right. feel as though in those situations there's a such thing as balance? Um, I think um, in the beginning, first building out your business, no, there's no balance because you got to go hard. You got to go hard. You got to do some things that maybe um, four or five years in business that you won't have to do. But you got to sacrifice. I remember not getting home some nights on Saturdays and Sundays at 10, 11 o'clock at night because I was grinding all day. All day. I, like I would do four and five two hour game truck parties like I just needed to. Bust it out, do what I need to do to build those partnerships and relationships with people. And in the beginning um, of, of your business starting out, it's very important for people to see you. Mm-hmm. 
you're a very right. You're a very front-facing leader at that point. Um, but uh, as your business grows, if you wanted to get to that point, um, you know, example, your podcast. Um, you are here. You are the CEO, right? But if you ever wanted to expand, you could expand. Now that don't say that you got to move from South Carolina. Right. But you can have a podcast station in Virginia. Mm-hmm. You can have a podcast station in D.C. Mm-hmm. That is you expanding, right? right? Um, and knowing that it's okay for you to not be in all those places. But in the beginning, you got to you gotta do what you got to do in the beginning. Yes. I, I really didn't. And naturally, I it just kind of just naturally happened that I wasn't worried about no balance. Like mm-hmm. if it had to be done, it needed to be done. But you, know? you know what's funny about that? When you are putting in those 10, 12 hour days, mm-hmm. they still don't compare to even six hours at a job. No, it doesn't. It doesn't feel like it. it's never a burden. No, like not you can, you can put that 12 hours in, but it's it's okay. Cause, right. Like Cause I said, it's, it's something that needed to be done. Right, right. And, and in a lot of ways, those 12 hours, um, like I said, they just can't compare to the four hours. They don't. They don't. They they don't. You feel more satisfied. It's just like um, my husband and I, we did a project at our townhouse where we put down pavements outside. um, And it was hard. It was one of the hardest things that I've ever done, digging up the dirt and laying down down that foundation. But when we came out the door, we had a better respect. We had a better appreciation for that area because we did it. We put in our, we put in the work. We Mm -hmm. laid the foundation. If I had to pay somebody, I wouldn't have had the same type of appreciation for that, right? So, uh, like I said, when you're first starting, you got to lay the foundation in your business. So, people should see you as the CEO. Mm -hmm. They should. And then as your business grows, what happens is you start to cultivate, motivate, and bring out other leaders, train other leaders, and then they actually see less and less of you. Yes. That has happened, um, That and that is what has been happening in the last two years of my business. They have, they encounter me on the phone, but oftentimes I don't even tell them I'm the owner. Mm-hmm. And if I go out to an event, they don't need to know that I'm the owner. Right. Um, so they see my, my staff out very front-facing, and they see them, and I encourage them when they do when they do a review, Mention mention my game coach's name. Mention right. the driver's name. Mention Javante's name. Like mm-hmm. say it right. Say that he uh, gave you awesome customer service and they done. So then what happens is uh, they start stop talking about me so much, and I'm good with it. Yeah. I am good with it because as a leader, then I take pride on somebody else that's out here that I can trust that's really working and moving in my business that's making stuff happen for me. Yeah. I have the utmost respect. For a person that can be out here working in my business and providing great customer service, top-notch experience, just as well as I do or better. Right. I'm going to treat that employee correct. I mean, because at the end of the day, your name is still Yes, yes, So the fact that you were able to train, again, train more leaders uh, to be in a position where you can just be the head. Yep. That's, that's the main goal. That's awesome. Yep. Um, we can talk about business all day. We really could. We really could. <laughs> yes. we really could. But I do want to kind of uh, transition into marriage mm-hmm. and um, what that what that looks like. It, it's a lot that goes into marriage. Yes. But let, let's go from the beginning. Um, when did you know that you were ready to be a wife? 
Oh, goodness. That's a loaded question. Um, I think, you know, growing up in a church and just kind of seeing, you know, my mom and dad interact with each other, I always knew that that's something that I wanted. And growing up in a church and being a church girl, uh, you knew that that was, that was what you needed to do, that marriage was, that's what the Bible said, and you needed to get married, right. save yourself from marriage, blah, 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 all that that comes with that, right? Um, so I knew that I wanted to, I guess I always knew that I wanted to be a wife, um, just didn't know who that person was. Right. Um, but when I, um, you know, dated around in my 20s, in my early 20s, because I got married at 24, uh, 25. Uh, but when I when I knew that he was my husband, I knew that he was my husband. Right. Like I knew, like I knew, I even knew that I needed to invest a little something into him. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But I knew that he had the potential. Uh, I know I knew that he had the potential because at the time when I met him, he wasn't really like husband. <laughs> Serious, <laughs> but I knew he could get there. Hey, we never are. Right, right. I knew that. I knew that he could get there, and really, um, it wasn't about me changing him. I just knew that he he had a lot of growing to to do and stuff. But I knew that he would be a great um, investment. I knew that he would be um, great ground for 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 marriage. Yeah, marriage can be, as you know, it has its ups and downs. It yes. can be very challenging. Yes. Um, what? What are some tips that you have for for married couples? Um, so that's a loaded question. <laughs> um, so my husband and I—we've been married. We're about to celebrate 15 years in October. That's huge. Yes. Um, Don't feel like major. We're being married to one man for 15 <laughs> years. Um, but I will tell you that. Um, so my husband and I actually the um, directors over marriage ministry at our church, and we didn't ask for that position. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we was we was somewhere probably in Virginia somewhere and somebody some people folks came together at a table and they talked about us right and they said um, how they noticed this and how they noticed that and thought we'd be the the the, the, the perfect couple to carry um, this assignment through and by no means are we a perfect couple because we are not it's no such thing we we are we are not a perfect couple we have gone through things we're still going through things. Um, but but if I had to give some advice for married couples out there, would be the pillars that we um, have come up to be um, successful things that you need in your marriage, mm-hmm. and um, it's cares. So it's communication, affection, respect, expectation, and sex. Okay. And so what uh, we learned that um, kind of like at year like seven to seven to eight plus was real rocky. Like it was. So the seven-year itch is, is Yeah, yeah. <laughs> would tell us about the seven years, and then, like I said, ours was coming off the seven years into the eight, and then we was like, okay, here it is. Mm-hmm. Like, we was about to get a divorce, we had lost the baby, but we weren't doing any of those things that I named. We weren't having um, communication with each other, we weren't praying, there was no affection, there was no respect, expectation, sex, all of that went away. Yes, mm-hmm. away. So when we identified what those things uh, were that we weren't doing and started to doing those things, we identified those things as healthy things that you need in your marriage. If I talk to you, um, none of those things are, um, all of those things are familiar. Communication, affection, respect, expectation, sex, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that kind of covers a a lot and still covers a lot, right? 
Um, so yeah, those are all things that I would tell you that you you have to continue to have. You gotta have some hard conversations in marriage. Yes. You gotta have to talk about some stuff that your parents didn't 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 warn you about. Some situations gonna come up. You gonna have maybe some requests. Uh, your wife gonna have some requests that you didn't really think about. But you gotta you gotta talk about it because if you don't talk about it um, and you just dis- dismiss your couples. I mean, your, your spouse's uh, question or concern, then what you're doing is you're making them feel that they are not valuable. And when your spouse feels that they're not valuable, it's kind of a downhill from there. You know, when they feel like you can't, uh, you they can't come to you and they can't talk to you about um, something that they are feeling or something, even something that they want. Um, you're their best friend. You're supposed to be their biggest cheerleader. Um, and so my husband and I had a, a situation that come up, uh, so, uh, something that I wanted to, to do and it, I wanted to do, and I was very strongly about it, but I didn't even talk to him about it. I didn't talk to him about it because I was afraid of what his response right. is. And we got to get over that. Mm-hmm. Like you got to be able to talk and communicate with stuff, uh, and have those hard conversations because them hard conversations that's going to get you to a level to where you are able to help another couple and say, we've been there. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we can be transparent enough to say, here's where we were. We were in this, this situation. Here's, here is how, uh, here was the process that, uh, that, that brought us to 15 or 20 years. This is what got us there. Because I, I like to know the issues and the problems that you went to. Don't just tell me you got a great marriage. If you've been married 25 years, you ain't always had a great marriage. Right. And you probably divorced and came back. <laughs> Tell me that story. You know what what an uh, interesting part that a lot of people don't take into account when they one when they say I do, but before that is you're not just marrying that person. You're right. marrying their family. Yep. You you know, kids, yep. there are kids involved. Yep. All of that comes with that. Yep. You marry you marry their values. Mm-hmm. You you marrying all of you marrying their thoughts, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Because if your spouse can't come to you, their credit <laughs> that is a huge one. Yes, credit. Um, I mean, so you you're marrying their baggage, mm-hmm. you know. So you gotta you gotta have these type of conversations when before you get married to 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 kind of put a halt on it. Be like, okay, yeah, that's a deal breaker for mm-hmm. me. But you can't have them conversations. I mean, you could, it could come up, but you should really be having those conversations about what a deal breakers for you and what, you know, those things that you're not gonna stand for because the wedding ceremony is 10 minutes. Yes. That's it, but 15 that, minutes top. But that, <laughs> when you say I do though, that, that's supposed to be forever. That's supposed to be forever. <laughs> and what some people do is they don't realize, because what we had to really realize is that we 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 were greater than our marriage, mm-hmm. right? Like God wants something better for our family, and we really had to really rationalize, uh, uh, rationalize and really think about that, and get in touch with our feelings. Like both my husband and I, we have lived um, our lives without our biological parents, without he's lived without his dad, and you know, so we know what that feels to basically have your family broken up. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that was a big thought for us. How did that make you feel? Do we really want our kids to feel that way? And, you know, you can say, well, you know, it's not to stay in something to make you and be unhappy. But figure out a way that you can come and, 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 and be in the middle to be happy. 
You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to have that same problem just jumping out of that situation and going into another situation. You're going to get married again. You take the same problems into the, into the marriage. You're not really fixing the problem. Like, what is the problem? You know what I'm saying? Let's focus on that and let the main thing be the main thing and focus on that, especially if you've got somebody worth uh, worth keeping. Right. Right? There are, there are some. If, you, if your life is in danger, anything like that, right. get out. Right. But if it can be fixed, at least try to work on yes. it. Yes. Yes. That's the main thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. So um, we were, like I said, we were um, placed in our in the position as we started out as marriage ministry coordinators. I started doing some things with the ministry. And then this past year, um, we were elevated to directors. Um, even that, so that that leadership role has, has shifted for us a bit. And that was a bit hard for me because, again, I'm a servant leader, so I like to work. I like to... You know, I, I I need to feel busy. I need to feel once. I need to feel like like uh like like I'm putting in the work, right? But I'm putting in the work if I'm investing time to build out another leader. That is that is work. You know what's funny? Uh, just to kind of piggyback up what you said earlier about not necessarily being asked for that role. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times, the fact that you Y'all been married for so long that automatically makes well, you an yes, authority. Yes, in people's yes, eyes. yes, yes. Just like with the the gaming truck business, mm-hmm. you are an authority in yes, that space because yes. you have a certain amount of Agreed. time put into Agreed. it. Yes. So it's not something that like you necessarily have to ask for. Just being being able to weather that storm for so long, yes. you're going to automatically mm-hmm. become an authority, yes. whether you want to be or not. Right. This is true. This is true. You have working expertise mm-hmm. in a subject, like you said, which qualifies you, which I kind of had an issue with that in the beginning with this role as a marriage ministry um, coordinator, because most of the marriage ministry coordinators that I was in, that we were encountering, uh, they were ministers. Mm-hmm. We're not ministers. Right. That's that's not even. <laughs> I don't even see that. Right. right. God has not had that conversation with not me. Yet. <laughs> so um, we didn't look like your average marriage ministry leaders. Mm-hmm. But what does that look like? Right. The times have changed so much, you know, and we got a story. And so our biggest thing is we want to see couples win. Simple. And can you help? That's the main thing. Can right. you help couples? strengthen their marriage yes. that's the only thing that should matter right that. right and i feel like we have a strong we are a couple that have a strong um we have a strong story about just not giving up mm-hmm. you know some people some people just especially this last two years with covid then some couple, couples have been faced with a lot of stuff mm-hmm. you know they've been really Rarely each other right literally <laughs> you got couples that are sitting uh now next to each other working side by side uh, for the last two years because they've been working from home. Mm-hmm. So they've been forced to get to know each other in ways that they could not even imagine. Mm-hmm. You right there in my face all day. Every day. <laughs> I got to deal with you all day. <laughs> we can't go nowhere because everything is shut down. So you're forced to be placed in situations and encounter situations that you really normally wouldn't do because your 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 uh your situation has now changed now and it's forced you to get to know your partner on a more intimate level. Right. And for some couples, um, in this last in this season, they didn't make it. They didn't make it because that was uncomfortable for them. Or a lot of couples are going through. But but here's what I can respect about a couple that's going through. They're going through and they realize that they are worth it. That their marriage is worth it to stay in it, stick in it, and do the work. Right. 
do the work. Because if I tell you, Travis and I's story, you still got to do your own work. Yes. You still got to do your own work. You can't sit up and say, oh, well, they did this. They are doing this. Because we, when I tell you we did the work, man, we did the work. Travis and I can tell you some things that we have gone through in our marriage that you'll be sitting here like, dang. Right, and it might be some things that you go through with your spouse that you never share with anybody else. Right. But that experience that you all came out on the other side in a positive light—that's your testimony, and that you, you and your wife, could be counselors. You and your wife can be in a position to help other couples. Mm-hmm. It's, it's motivation. It's influence. But you got to be careful with the influence because you can't take advantage of the influence that you have. It's a, it's a. It's it's very it's a very slippery slope with influence. You know, you you're grateful to have it, but um, you gotta hold it like a baby in your hand, and you gotta nurture it, and you gotta you gotta just make sure that you do what you're supposed to be doing with that with that influence when you have people talk. You know, that's looking at you, they're looking up at you at a leader. You know, and sometimes we get so like you know we do it with the presidents. Or like uh, with rappers and stuff like that, put them on the, these okay. pedestals. Mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect. We are all human, and we all make mistakes. Mm-hmm. Period. That's it. Just some people are looked at differently, right? That's all. Because of the money that they have, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, so. like you said, influence. Yes, um, yes. Because some a lot of times it doesn't. That pedestal is is dangerous. It is dangerous. It's very dangerous. It's very dangerous. And we shouldn't be putting people up on pedestals to where, um, because what we're doing is we're putting them in a box um, that, that we see through. We're right. looking in the box because we're looking out of our eyes. We think that they didn't need to do that because cause of the feeling that we had. It's not our life. Right. It's not our life. You are not in that situation. But the funny part is when, when you, when, I mean, I'm also guilty of this in the past of putting people on pedestals but it's easy to think of it as an overnight success in mm-hmm. a sense yes. but really you just didn't see the you work just didn't that see they the Boom. by the time you were aware of this person mm-hmm. they may already have been 15 yes. 20 years into yes 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 yeah you just walked in on the story mm-hmm. of that person so mm-hmm. you might get and maybe that's that where that person is in the season and the story of their lives maybe they just bought a new maserati right why you think that person don't deserve to to drive around in that maserati and with a smile and take as many pictures of it as they want exactly and post them. exactly <laughs> why do you think why do you think that that person uh, shouldn't enjoy something like that. Did mm-hmm. you see the work? Right. Because 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 I'm sure they got a story. I'm sure they've put in work. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they have. Right. And what is, what is up with this? I feel like we need to normalize people having nice things. Yes. Like why is that a bad thing? Mm-hmm. I tell folks all the time. Look, you spend your money on what you spend your money on. Mm-hmm. Let me spend, let me don't be <laughs> don't be concerned about what I spend my money on because I know I put in the work. Right. I know I have put in the work and no things in life, things are not just about material things. That's not what I'm saying. Right. It's good to have. Yes. It's good to have and there's nothing wrong with it. You talk to Jay-Z and Jay-Z has a lot of knowledge. I listen to him a lot when it comes to his motivational speaking and um, he had a lot of nice things. Mm-hmm. He put in the work. Yes. He put in the work. So you're going to judge Years Jay-Z. of work. Years of work. Right. 
time in the studio, invested in the studio, perfecting his craft. Why he don't deserve to drive around in a yacht? Right. Why he don't deserve to have a jet to fly him from South Carolina to New York? He does. He put in the work. Simple. Again, God is only gonna bless the work. Yep. Yep. He's only gonna he's only gonna bless the work. And if you are one of the unfortunate people that don't feel like you should work and everything should just fall in your lap, that is whack. Just go back to sleep. Yeah, just go back to sleep. <laughs> just go back to sleep. You know, and I find myself sometimes, you know, like we can sleep late. Like I'm I'm sleeping now because I'm about to enter into a business that I'm just manifesting. It's just gonna be so much overflow with both of my businesses that it's not like I'm not even gonna be able to handle all the blessings. It's gonna roll down and it's gonna roll off. What's gonna happen? It's gonna roll off into other people that are around me. Right. I'm confident in saying that. Mm-hmm. You should be confident in saying that. You should also be confident in saying that um, that you have businesses or you have a business that that is successful. Yes. That people seek out your business. When, listen, when you get to a level where people start seeking your business out, I got an email the other day, no more, waiting for me when I woke up and it was from Dominion Energy. Dominion Energy is one of the largest uh, uh, power companies in Virginia. But they are not only in Virginia, they're in North Carolina, they're South Carolina, too. they're here too. Okay. Dominion sent me out. They sent me a message about uh, about my ice cream truck company coming to their employees. Man, that's huge. Do you know how big that is? That's yes, huge. Dominion Energy, they sent me out. Man. I had to email them. That's just from the work. I, I did not have, and and I and, and it can it can it can seem like I'm bragging. Mm-hmm. And maybe I am bragging because you know what? I you deserve put it. in the work. That first year, me and my boys was out there on that truck from sun up from one o'clock to 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 uh, sometimes eight o'clock at night, mm-hmm. building partnerships and relationships. We was moving and shaking it really subconsciously. We didn't even realize that's what we was doing right. because to them it was fun. Mm-hmm. Right? It's a fun business. And then I'm out with my boys teaching them about business. So I put in the work. More importantly, building the brand. Yes. And build the brand. Build your brand out and don't have... See, we put limitations on our lives. Mm-hmm. God don't. God takes the limitations he off. Said, he said it wasn't no limit. Yes. Because <laughs> last time I checked, the word of God said, I will provide. Period. And I don't feel like God says, I will provide if you do this. Right. God says, I will provide. Mm-hmm. Right? We do that to each other. We don't want to provide because you feel in some type of way about me today and I ain't going to extend to you grace. Or I ain't going to do nothing. God don't do that to us. Mm-hmm. He blesses us. And when he blesses us, he blesses us abundantly. Right? And that goes for me. That goes for you. But I just personalize my thing. I'm not just saying that God can't bless right. you. I'm saying that God is going to bless and he's going to provide overflow for my business. Just like you can do the same for yours. And people get that mixed up. They, they take it as a sense of arrogancy. And they take it as, oh, well, she think whatever you think. Because when you get to this point, and, and I've gotten to this point, um, but it took me some time to really just not care about what people say, what people think, especially when you know you put in the work. That's all that matters. That is all that matters. <laughs> it don't. It don't matter. It's don't. It don't. It don't matter. Like I'm not. 
writing them checks off my business account. They not they not even them folks them same folks is talking. They not even contributing to my business, mm-hmm. but they talking. Let them talk. Let them talk. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> right, and they talk about Jesus Christ. So how can we think that we're going to get? any less you know what we got to do is just really just live up to our own um our own expectations and really not don't worry about nobody else's expectations because you ain't ever going to live up to nobody else's expectations anyway because it's their expectations sometimes we may not even live up to our Our expectations right how can we live up to something exactly 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 we can't we can't go through life doing that so just you know i just i just always say you know as long as you do the work and um, as long as you are a great visionary, I'm always going to support a business. I'm not knocking it, knocking you if you have a nine to five because that's how I started. And I will go back again. I will go and get an, another nine to five if I had to. Actually, I just had the opportunity, but it wasn't a true opportunity. So I told him, "Peace out." <laughs> you know, I am confident in saying now what I'm going to go through, what I'm going to even with business and things that I did last year not happening this year in business. And I do realize some folks gonna be pissed off, mm-hmm. but guess what? When I when I when I was lenient last year, years before about my policies and my prices, you just sucked it up and took it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, you didn't care about um, how I suffered as a as a black business, mm-hmm. right? Because folks assume that you are gonna give them discount. Let me tell you, D. So folks call my phone now about the businesses talking about uh, a, a discount. Mm-hmm. I quickly give them off my phone. Mm-hmm. I quickly, because I worked too hard to build both of my businesses up for you to off the gate start talking to me about a discount. You didn't build on the discount. You didn't build, right. Exactly. <laughs> and stuff is hot up. You know what I'm saying? And, and it ain't getting cheaper. It's not getting cheaper. Gas is $4. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you, you now if I give you a discount because you're a returning customer. It's different. It's different. But don't expect anything. Don't expect. Because <laughs> when you go to Chick-fil-A and you buy that expensive Chick-fil-A sandwich, we ain't asking for no discount. No. You're not asking for a discount from Chick-fil-A. It's not so even why? coming to your mind. It's not even coming to your mind <laughs> to be like, oh, can I get buy one free on a Chick-fil-A sandwich? No. <laughs> so why do we do that to the small business? Why do we expect or ask for discounts for, and I used to be one of those people, and I quickly changed that mm-hmm. because, uh, uh, since I am a, a black-owned business. I don't I don't, I don't. don't do that. I've not done that in, in a, such a long time. I just... Your price is your price, so that's mm-hmm. what I'm gonna pay, you know. But I never was thinking about that before I became a business owner. So what I keep it had no, it had no reason to, right? I had no reason to. So well, when I when I became a business owner, you know, it was just all perspective. I don't like, I don't like how that made me feel. So I'm not gonna do that to 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 another business. So, I have to touch on what you said earlier about switching from that employee mindset to that CEO mindset. Could mm-hmm. you kind of break down like what you meant by that? Yeah, so um, so you have to figure out and look at your business structure, right? Um, you have to simply ask yourself, is, is do you want your brand to expand? And if your answer is yes, then you are going to be faced with um, switching uh, from your employee hat to your seat. Or, or yeah, from your uh, employee hat to an actual CEO. So you start off as a CEO and employee, right? Mm-hmm. And then you start building your business, and then you ask yourself, um, how, "Do I want my brand to expand?" And if that's a yes, then you need to start letting go a little bit because that's hard. Mm-hmm. 
that is hard, that is hard, that is hard. And you have to go through that. I can't tell you the, um, you just got to let go. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to experience that. You're going to have to do the work. Yeah. Because we all have attachments to our businesses because in the beginning, it's all us. Yes. It's all most small businesses ran by one to two people, more so one person. And you get used to doing things in a certain way. Yes. With a certain look. And like you said, it can be difficult to yes. let that part go. Yes, yes, because it's, it's your baby and it's something that you've grown. It's something that you've nurtured. It's, it's something that you are familiar with. It's something that um, you are proud of, right? But what you got to realize is that you can still be all of those things and um, train people to carry out your vision too for you and still be great. But you got to ask that question, um, do you want to expand? Because some businesses, they don't, they don't want to expand they right. just want to be the ceo and that's perfectly fine right. if that works for you. if that works for you um that's perfectly fine i'm not i'm not knocking that but you just got to have that simple conversation when i started out to be honest with you i wasn't thinking that way right. i just was thinking about we were just going to be a game show company then the next year we like we added a laser tag then the, the next within that same year i added a interactive moon bounce the next year i added another service and then it just kept growing and growing but what was happening, I was like, oh, I'm getting all these services, but I don't have enough people. Right. Right? Because I can't be out here from doing a game truck party, but then I'm delivering the, the phone uh, the phone machine, and then now we got the ice cream machine, I mean, the ice cream truck. Like, I can't do everything by myself. Right. Right? So that forces you. So you just have to really cue in um, on what your, your larger vision is. When I start talking to people about business and having business consultations... Uh, remember that word. Mm -hmm. uh, when I have start having business consultations with people, I ask them what. So you tell me, okay, you want to open up a store. My next question is going to be, how many stores do you have? Right. Because 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 if you ain't if you just focusing on one store, I'm trying not the person that you want to talk to, because I'm always going to have these big audacious. Goals, dreams, and aspirations, and it's just it's just yeah, going to happen. Want it to be scaled. Right, I want it to be scaled. I want it to be big, and uh, 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 that's my brand, mm -hmm. right? So when I have these conversations with people, they don't even be thinking about it. They be like, "Oh, I didn't think about another store." That's what you need to be thinking about. Mm -hmm. Focus on the one store, but you definitely need to be thinking about having a store in North Carolina, Virginia, DC, Pennsylvania. Branch out. You also need to be thinking about how you gonna franchise your stuff. You know what I'm saying? So you have to give thought to all those things, and it might not come um, in the beginning. Um, but 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 if that's where you if that's where you want to move into, then you need to start seeing that vision. It's so. <laughs> this episode has provided so much information in detail, um, and I thank you for that. Uh, but that's before great. we get out of here, I always ask my guests. For a two stubborn affair moment. Basically, a moment where you overcome adversity and come out stronger on the other side. Mm -hmm. What would that moment be for you? Yeah, so I say, I say that moment is daily for me uh, because daily I have to overcome something. And oftentimes, it's the daily stuff that I have to do is dealing with me. Mm -hmm. It's working with me, it's working within my head, right? Um, because I'm too stubborn to fail, mm -hmm. right? Like, period. Like, uh, like I should have on my shirt today, uh, but but that's a perfect term for me. Like I'm just never going to stop. I'm just never going to. Uh, I'm always going to keep moving forward and excelling 
and 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 trying to outdo me because I don't I don't compete with anybody else. That's too much time that I'm wasting trying to compete with somebody else. Mm-hmm. I'm hard on me. You know what I'm saying? And when I'm hard on me and I have I have big goals and 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 expectations for me and my life and uh, my gifts that I put out into the world, right? So um, I would say it's daily. It's getting up every day. It's being consistent. Um, there are some things that I need to work on with me, um, and even you know doing in the business. Like you know, I just set a goal the other day that I need to get better with um, content on Facebook page, an Instagram page. But that don't necessarily mean I got to do it, right? right? That means maybe me um, putting aside money in the budget to hire a marketing manager so that those type of things can get done, right? Um, so just not failing. And if I fail, just just get up and keep going, you know? It's a daily thing. I can't just say that um, I don't make, I don't, I make mistakes each and every day, right? Um, but I use those mistakes and I use those situations um, as a lesson, right? Even negative situations, they can be used. Turn it around, like what's the positive that you can bring out of this situation. You know what I'm saying? Because you can look at everything as a positive. If I go over there and bump my head on the wall, right? Okay, what's the positive? Right, I ain't die. <laughs> I'm still here. Right. You know what I'm saying? Somebody's situation is always gonna be worse than yours. So um, I think just having the, the ability to just keep going and just keep bettering yourself, you know? and I, I, I desire to have multiple businesses, multiple businesses, because if you look at um, if you look at folks that's out here really doing stuff, movers and shakers in the world, um, you know, they have their hands in different things. Everything. They invest in. Right. They invest in. They are. Um, they got different businesses. And let's normalize the fact of um, planting businesses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I again, I don't have to be here. Right. But I can plan a business here. Mm-hmm. You know, if I have the funds or if I have the access to help somebody else, well, how can that work? Mm-hmm. Right? Because then I got a Crystal King uh, mall in, in South Carolina and I don't, I don't have to be here. Mm-hmm. But I can provide something for that business. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. need to really normalize that. Mm-hmm. Right? Normalize um, having things in different places other than where you live at. Right. Right? Normalize making money like legit in your sleep. You know, you have an online boutique. People don't, you don't have to be in your in front of your computer to, to make money. People on your website, they, they clicking and saying, why you sleep? People sending me bookings and booking my game truck and my, my services, the ice cream truck in the middle of the night because they got this stuff going on in their mind. They thinking about your business in the middle of the night. So you, you can make money and you don't have to be awake. You know what I'm saying? Like, but just keep moving, keep moving. Uh, don't give up and, you know, just give life your best, you know, and don't take stuff so seriously. You got, you got something that you're going through with, 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 some, with somebody, get over it quickly. That is a, that is, and that's nothing about business, but that is just, for me, that's just a sound um, thing that you can give people in life advice. Like, you have an argument, get over it. Mm-hmm. Go apologize to that person. Sometimes you got to be the bigger person. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm failing. I'm failing by holding on to that. Because yeah. to me, that takes me away from my genius 
business mind. That takes my thoughts away from 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 me creating another multi-million dollar company. I don't have time to be worried about silly conversations because it takes time away from me to do what I need to do and to give my put give my all and, and, and pour into something that really is worth my time. You know what I'm saying? Which is the most valuable commodity that we have. Yeah. So that's why when we see folks like Jay-Z, Beyonce, you know, these folks walking around unfazed and unbothered, do you know how much it really taught, it, it really took for them to get to that point? A lot. Just to be like, I don't care. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's not worth my time. It's not. <laughs> see, the, the, the not worth my time thing is something, it is, it is something about saying things that are not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like when you start talking about what you worth, uh, you got to really realize and focus in on what you are worth. What is crystal it. worth? You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And I mean, I have sat down and really did the math. Mm-hmm. Like, really come up with your number about what you are worth. Mm-hmm. I'm worth a different price at Mike's Ice Cream Truck than I am in Crazy for Gaming. Mm-hmm. And that is real talk, mm-hmm. right? If you call and you requesting me, got it. But I'm going to come with a cost. Yes. But I work for that. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? People call and they talk. They they want to book Mike's ice cream truck and they they read the story and they are requesting. Was Micah gonna be there? Micah comes with a cost. Mm-hmm. At eight years old, he already has a bio. He has already done some things. Do you understand? So can you imagine what a what what a, what a little boy like Micah at eight years old, at twenty years old, what he's going to cost? I'm not I'm probably not even gonna be able to afford him as, as his mama. Hey, and might have to pay him for an interview. But people don't realize, really realize what they are worth. Mm-hmm. You know, they go through life letting people run over top of them and re- letting people say whatever they want to say. And that trickles down into everything in life. It trickles down to how you look at yourself, how you carry out your business, how you visualize for your business, what, what how you visualize for your job. Because it all, it all starts with self. Mm-hmm. And you got to work on yourself first before you can contribute healthy in a healthy way to any of these other things in life. So I don't have it all, but that's just a, that's just a little bit of that's well, just a little bit of what's going back because I mean we could literally talk about these subjects for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, but before we get out of here, where can the people follow you? Um, so you can follow me on Facebook. My per- my personal page is Crystal King. There's a lot of us on there, but um, y'all see me on here, so just remember the picture. I'm always taking a picture. Um, um, my Facebook page, Crystal King, and then Mike's Ice Cream Chuck on um, Facebook as well as Instagram and Crazy for Gaming Video Game Theater and Mobile Laser Tag on Facebook and Instagram too. All right. Y'all heard it here first. You made it to this point. Yes. Make sure you comment like subscribe to the channel mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate each and every one of you uh, this has been another amazing episode of the two stubborn to fail podcast i am your host darren perkins we had crystal king in the building today yes and we're signing out